Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. It is now recording. Excellent. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Gary. And this is Daniel. Well, hello. You both looked at me simultaneously. I don't know why, because Mike's the uh, one Mike who started. started the conversation. <laughs> but well, you know what? We have an extra, extra special yes episode today, and we're gonna we have a little announcement. We're gonna try something new. Uh, Mike, why don't you give us the big news? The big news. Drum roll, please. Oh, <laughs> oh, we know nope. a drum roll. Fantastic. No, nope. the no. big. <laughs> okay. Just so, just so everybody, this is not a sign of things to come. All right, let's Turn start off. over. We're starting over. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what a train wreck! <laughs> How many buttons did you push? Four. <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! All right. Welcome to another episode of the Twelfth Stop Step Podcast. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Gary. And this is Daniel. Tonight, we have some great news. We do. Yes, some fantastic news. I'm pretty excited about that. I will share it. We are now on social media. Yes. You can find us and like us on Facebook. We have had we had a, have had enough of a positive response and interest in our podcast that we are going to try to... To broaden it and get it out there a little bit more. I think that's fantastic. I think that's yeah. great. So walk us through what this all means, Daniel. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a social media No, you're, you're fine. So uh, besides Facebook, we're also going to be on YouTube. So you be able to find, you know, when, well, listen to our episodes out on uh, YouTube. That'll be any future episodes, this one, and moving forward. We're slowly going to be adding the back catalog back in so that you can watch those as well uh, for those people that really enjoy going to YouTube. That doesn't mean you're seeing our faces. You're just going to see a little beautiful clip art while listening to our wonderful voices. I was going to say this whole idea of watching an episode on YouTube sounds a little uh, a, a little bit of a, a misleading thing. Yes. Because really all you're doing is listening. Well, YouTube. you know, I've seen many kids just stare at, at someone playing a video game on YouTube. <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit more productive, I would hope. Um but as far as social media with being on Facebook, as soon as we post a new episode, it'll be pushed out to YouTube and to Facebook. You'll be able to click on the links there and be able to, at least on Facebook, go back and listen to our show that way. Uh, it also allows you, if you have a friend or family member or someone that's really struggling w with this type of addiction, you can share that out to them so that they can listen and kind of get the word out a little bit better than that's saying, hey, you guys need to uh, take a look at this and then tell them and then they possibly forget about it because let's face it sometimes we do uh, we're also we're also hoping to be able to interact with our listeners a lot yes. more we'd love to hear your comments suggestions ideas and feedback yeah and that's that's the other thing that it'll open up uh kind of building a community where we can get that feedback and interaction from the listeners we do have you know several people that reach in via email but we don't check that email as often as we would like. But this way, we can definitely see those things and, and kind of get a little bit more interaction that way. And not only that, um, you know, we're hoping that this will allow people to share it and get in touch with more people. And you know, who knows? Maybe there's 
a potential person out there that wants to come on as a guest or something like that on the show. Sure. And sure. you know, that allows them to be able to see our content and listen to it and see if that's something that they're interested in. I think it's an exciting day. It is. I think it's an exciting day. That's for certain. Yeah. So, so like us on Facebook, like us on yes. Facebook and, uh, uh, tweet us on Twitter and. <laughs> oh, we're not on Twitter yet. Oh, not on Twitter. That's okay. But uh, it, we're really easy to find. Just look up Twelfth Step Podcast either on YouTube or on Facebook, and you'll be able to find us. Make sure we get the handle exactly right. Is it the Twelfth Step Podcast? Yes, or just... the the Twelfth Step Podcast. Perfect. And Twelfth is, is one two one two th. th. Yeah, Twelfth uh, spelled out was for some reason taken. So, interestingly yeah. enough, I actually uh, uh, hopped on Facebook. Or I, maybe it was YouTube. I hopped on YouTube to see if I could find us. And mm-hmm. uh, there are lots of recovery podcasts there are. That are out That's there. That's good. And, and there are many that are listed as the 12th step. Uh, yeah. Of course, most of those focus on the AA side of things. Yes. You find very few that actually deal with uh, sexual addiction. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm really excited about what this can mean for uh, for this community, for all of us. So Yeah, and the other thing, uh, just to be wary of, uh, for those of you that are just worried uh, that you know, their ch- your kids or something might stumble upon this. It is definitely marked as content that children cannot see. So if they're on YouTube Kids, this is definitely not something that's going to pop up. They can't search for it. Uh, it's definitely marked for an older crowd, for adults and that. So you have to be 18 or older to get the content. Sure. Um, sure. Just because of, you know, guidelines, because of the content we are talking about, uh, it was required to, to market that way. So Makes sense. Yeah. Makes complete sense. <clears throat> well, again, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very exciting day for for the Twelfth Step podcast and its uh, and its crew. So really excited about that. What that could mean. We uh, uh, bring us up to date on some of the listeners right now. We have uh, we're approaching a lot of downloads. Yeah, I mean, so we've only been around a little over two years now. So we're, we're mm-hmm. almost at ten thousand downloads, which is quite a bit for a small little podcast like we've been with no advertisement. We've done nothing. It's just been word of mouth and yes. people finding us. Um, and what's interesting about that is, is that uh, while we may have a uh, we may have a, a connection to a handful of folks in our own state, mm-hmm. uh, we're finding lots of folks not only in our own not in our own, own state but other surrounding states, but also out of the country. Which yeah, I think is yeah, really so fascinating. We definitely uh, we are an international podcast. We can actually say that because we are listened to around the world. That's so phenomenal. It's, it's really exciting because you know when we first started, it was like, oh yeah, we know where the, that that guy is because someone we we met in our group or therapy mm-hmm, and right. he's overseas but uh you know it's, it just keeps growing we, we're listened to in multiple different countries around the world which is pretty amazing that's uh, very exciting yeah that's very exciting what that tells me is is that uh, uh though this problem is universal and uh, and it exists uh, certainly doesn't recognize you know cultural or country boundaries yeah um um it's exciting to see a group of people who are very interested in, in trying to find some answers for their own recovery. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's very exciting. And I hope that uh, we can continue providing something that's useful and valuable so that our listeners can can find some peace. Yeah. And, peace. you know, the, the really cool thing about this as well is, you know, we are getting feedback from listeners even though, you know, like I said, we haven't been checking it as often as we have. We've had quite a Good, good amount good of response. feedback. We've yeah. gotten some good response, uh, which has triggered some of our topics on our show. So we definitely want to hear from listeners so they can get more input. Um, I know one listener asked, uh, you know, for us to bring on our combined therapist for a show, and you know, he, I've reached out to that 
individual because that therapist said, hey, sure, I'd come on, but mm-hmm. I want to know specific things that that individual wants right. to, to right. hear so from. Right, so if you guys... If you guys have any questions or ideas or subjects that you'd like us to explore, we can ask him. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, there are plans to bring him on uh, to talk about that, those things. And uh, it's just kind of exciting to see. I mean, at this point, uh, our show is listened to in every one of the 50 states here in the nice. U.S. There's not a single state that it is wow. not listened to us. <clears throat> well, welcome Pennsylvania. Yes. It's good to have you. <laughs> So, you know, when when we started, it was kind of a little blip here and there, uh, you know, the state we live in, right. definitely there's people here, but it's just been interesting to see each one of those states light up as we, we've we been covered in there. You know, and like I, I mentioned earlier, every province in Australia, we have listeners there, you know, the majority of Canada, not all of it, but the majority of it, we definitely have uh, listeners there and... Um, it's it's just really cool to see, to see that. That really is exciting. Tumbling, yeah, it really is. Yeah. But the great thing is, you know, that definitely shows that we are helping people uh, around the world with this addiction and trying to find some sobriety and recovery in their lives. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what the twelfth step is really all about. Is is that very thing? Is uh, finding the addict who still suffers. So yeah, exciting to exciting to start this new. Adventure? This new adventure. Yeah, this is really mm-hmm. exciting. So so in as much as this is going to be one of the very first episodes available on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, I figure maybe a reintroduction might be in order, and then maybe an explanation of our sign-offs. That would be great. I think that's fantastic. Uh, you want to start us off? Sure. So my name is Gary, and I am just... Wow, I'm about a m- five weeks shy of ten years. Wow, that's remarkable. It'll be the end yeah. of end of March, end of March. So at recording time, I'm just five weeks shy of ten years of recovery. Um, still taking it a day at a time, loving that. Um, as far as my sign off goes, it's do the next right thing. And I think that we've actually had entire episodes dedicated to the idea oh, yeah. of doing the next right thing. Yeah, I think so. But it has served me very, very well in some of the most difficult uh, challenges. It has been very, very nice to reduce the, situa- the situation I am to its very, very basic ele- element and ask myself, what can I do right now? Mm-hmm. What is the next right thing to do? Sometimes that answer is, man, just, just breathe. Mm-hmm. I remember in my very, very early recovery after I got out of the hospital after my attempt that um, going to sleep, I would listen to the clock ticking. And I would, I would, it was an old, one of those wind-up ones. Yeah, right, you know right. what I'm talking about? Yep. Wind-up ones with that, the bells on the top. Tick, yep, tick, tick. tick, tick. And, and I remember just closing my eyes and listening to that and thinking there's one more second. There's one mm-hmm. more second. There's one more second. And I just love... And it served me so well. Just do the next right thing yeah. or asking myself, what can I do right now? How can I be sober in this moment? Right. And that served me well. So as a very, since it's been so fundamental in my recovery from the very, very beginning, my sign off is do the next do right the thing. Next right thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing <clears throat> how that resonates with a lot of people. So right now I'm mentoring, uh, one of the Sage one groups that our therapist is putting together right now. And you just met with them last Wednesday. Yeah. 
and we have this chat this text chat group going on and you know so many people commented like man i've you know in the past they've always white knuckled it they've struggled with this addiction and like just hearing gary say do the next right thing just broke it down to this simple component of like that's all i need to do it's just one right thing after another and it's not this monolith uh that they have to tear down it's just one small step at a time um, which really kind of leads into the, you know, one day at a time right. uh, motto of SAA. And it, it's been inspiring to see some of these guys just like, wow, they're, they're finally, it's clicking now. Where before it just kind of seemed like, oh man, this is, I can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. And now it's just like, wow, okay, I can do this. It's just one small. <laughs> I can make it. It's, it's small, one small tiny bite at a time. Carry around Gary's little clock. Yeah. Same and, uh, yeah do you know, it's kind of funny because when we first started, do you remember when we started the uh, the 12th step, the SAA group Yes. here oh, yeah. locally? Oh, how could I forget? Do you know what one of my favorite, favorite times about those meetings were? No. When we would have our moment of silence and in the background I could hear the, the clock. clock on the wall ticking. <laughs> I loved that. Mm. And it just took me right back to that moment. I thought just how appropriate it was. You know, and it's kind of funny, but when you create things like that in your life, yeah. okay, as your recovery, you start doing these things that kind of give you strength and build you up. Do you know now I find the sound of a, a ticking clock actually very soothing, soothing. even mm-hmm. even encouraging. And there have uh, there have been times when things have been rough, you know, and I and I wear a watch that ticks, mm. so uh-huh. so that I can just I can just you know rest my head on my hand and just listen to my watch, and sometimes that's all I need. Just that's fantastic. Next right thing. Next right thing. <laughs> well, I'll share a little bit about me. Um, I'm Mike, and. Uh, uh, I have actually been in this process. Uh, I think I met with our common counselor for the first time in April of 2017. So I've been at this. Uh, I'm approaching. I'm approaching six years, if my math serves me well. I'm approaching six years this year. Um, I've had a few hiccups along the way. I'm actually uh, in March. At the end of March for me will be four years of, of sobriety, which is a, a, a big deal. I remember. I remember my first month and thought that that was virtually impossible. I can't even imagine that I would mm. ever. And I remember the relapse right after that and thinking, this, you know, <laughs> 30 days, wow, that was unbelievable. And then uh, I remember um, my last most significant relapse was uh, was 19 months of, of uh, clean time. And uh, I had traveled out of town feeling just incredibly cavalier about life, like uh, this is this is just not that tough. I mean, look at me, I'm flying high. I'm at 19 months. This is a breeze, and and made a couple of just poor decisions. Um, the room I was staying in, I I uh, felt like I could I could scroll through the TV channels and variety of things like that. And next thing you know, I found myself. Uh, in places that I shouldn't be. I remember scrolling through a couple of TV channels and stumbled across something that was literally, uh, it just it just shocked me. It just stunned me that it was, first of all, it was on television. Um, and then secondly, it took me to other places and I, and that's, and it was an immediate relapse. But the great thing about that is, is, is where that took me from there and the, the, the mindset that it put me in and the place that it put me. Uh, I love our counselor's comment that is there's nothing lost, mm-hmm. nothing lost in a relapse, and that uh, you know if we, uh, other than some clean time, but if we're if we're willing to take the lessons learned out of something like that, that we can really we can move forward even in bigger ways. 
So uh, my sign-off. Uh, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And I, uh, <clears throat> I have based that so many times on the fact that uh, uh, recovery is work. Mm-hmm. This is not a this is not a passive, uh, don't get involved kind of a kind of a game. It is uh, it's genuine work. And the other piece of it is is that I believe that this 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 disease is dynamic, meaning that you know what it is today isn't what it will be tomorrow and or a year from now or two years from now which means my recovery me has to be just as dynamic so the things that uh, that seem to work in year one may not necessarily be the same things that work in year two or at least maybe i need to double down on the intensity of those same things but mm-hmm. uh but this is uh the minute i think that i'm okay or that there's really nothing left to learn or that there is uh uh, there's really nothing to discuss with my counselor. I remember a couple of times when I went in to visit with him and had nothing to talk about. And thought, "Wow, I'm really missing the boat here. I'm uh, there's 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 clearly something that I'm missing if I have nothing to talk about." Um, and then just 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 the whole entire process of learning, just the genuine process of learning. I don't think we ever stop learning about our disease or how to deal with the effects of our disease. Uh, it's uh you know it took me 50 plus years to get here it's going to take me it's going to take me some serious amount of time to get back mm-hmm. so that's my sign off do the work necessary be to find the peace that recovery can bring because peace uh peace is not a uh that's not just given peace is earned and peace is created mm-hmm. and so um and then that takes work that takes some serious amount of work so so for our friends all around the world who are listening to this podcast uh, yeah, if you believe that your recovery is some sort of a passive experience by just simply attending meetings and being, well, I think, what SAA calls a tourist, tourist yeah. uh, I think you have a lot to learn. Uh, it may be a place to start, but uh, but I think there'll be bumps along the road, and you'll be thinking to yourself, why can I not find any sobriety? And the answer to that will be is, is I think the inward look is, is I have to, well, am I doing the work? Am I doing mm-hmm. the amount of work? So that's where that comes from. So... Uh, and it's been good to me. It's been absolutely good to me. I uh, I relish the work concept of it all because what it means is is that I I actually have some control of that. My uh, my addictive days. I remember <laughs> so many times thinking to myself, I am never going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. God, where the hell are you at this particular time in my life? I really need this, and I have found nothing. And uh, and, and that those those countless nights of of crying out, thinking, man, alive, I'm alone in this. I'm really alone in this. And this, this moniker, this, this idea that I can actually, uh, that I can actually work harder and find, I can find the peace if I'm willing to put in the effort. Mm-hmm. So, I like the word necessary that you use. Yeah, it it presupposes that that um, that work is necessary. Yes, but it also it also communicates to me that there are certain things that are necessary to do whether you want to or not. Yeah. So, Which is so good. yeah. So I, I love, I love the, the message that it gives you, know, you have to do work that is necessary, meaning you might not like it, right. yeah. but you need to do it. And it also tells us that work is necessary. You, yeah. you have to very actively engage. I love it. Yeah. There's some other interesting facts about that as well when you talk about the word necessary. I mean, how often do we find ourselves doing work on things that are unnecessary? Right. Right. And that, that just because we're busy 
doesn't necessarily mean that we're busy in something that's going to generate the kind of mm -hmm. results that we're looking for in recovery. Mm -hmm. You can't just simply work your way out of this problem. Or what I mean by that is you can't just simply focus, well, how about if I just work 200 hours a week at work so that I'm so busy I never have to, I never act out. And that's not the case. Because you'll still find a way. You still find a way. Still find yeah. a way. Some of my worst acting out times were in those two hundred hours of work. Yeah. So I like the. I, I, it fits me. Yeah. It seems to fit well. So. And All you. Right. All right. So to me, uh, I am Daniel. So I started. Uh, you know, I, I, I attempted recovery multiple times over my lifetime, but what I really signify is the start of that was August of twenty nineteen. So it's definitely over three years, but I have. Two years and almost four months of clean time at this point. Um, and, you know, I attribute that to, you know, the 12 steps, you know, uh, the SAGE programs and everything like that, uh, doing the work. And my sign off, you know, fi uh, find humility in your recovery really boils down to a, a moment I had in one of the those groups where, you know, our prospective uh, therapist called me out that I was being prideful. I was, you know, not realizing that I was being that way, but... You know, I was there, and you were a schmuck. Yeah, yeah you were there. <laughs> um, but I didn't see it that way, you know? I didn't see it that way, but I do see it now, and I had to get off, you know, get off that high horse. I had to ha be knocked off that pedestal of pride so that I could be humble and finally start doing the work. Because um, I think a lot of us get in this mindset of, I know better, or, you know... You know, I, I can't tell you the number of times that I, I called Gary or even you. Like, I'm just frustrated with, you know, with our therapist. Like, I can't believe he's doing this. It's driving me nuts. And and both of you almost word for word canceled. Well, maybe he's seeing something you're not. <laughs> just listen. And I hated that answer. But, you know, now every time I go in there, he'll, he'll propose something and I'll stop. And I'll think, okay, is he right? Is he seeing something that I'm not, or am I, or do I just feel like this is not correct? And and I'll sit there and take that moment and think through that, and then I'm like, okay, I don't think you're right, or okay, what are you seeing that I'm not? Because I clearly am not picking this up. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a discussion uh, regarding that, and then it generally comes to I'm like, you're right, I'm a schmuck. Uh, <laughs> so now let's now let's course correct. Um, so that's where you know that comes from because without humility you're just kind of stuck. I mean, this addiction really puts you in this prideful place where you think you're you know better than God, you know better than ten feet tall, everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So when I, in the reality is you don't. So I have a question for you. All right, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. Sure. So if you need it, if you need a minute to process, go and think for about, it. Okay. What did you define humility as when you started? And what is it today? And what is it today? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, humility when I started was thinking, um, really, my belief was going, you know, just going to doing the 12-step and being there and just listening to whatever was being thrown at me and just saying, all right, I, I'm a screw-up. I can't, you know, I can't get this right. I'm going to go try again. Um that was my version of humility. I, I find I find it interesting that you use the phrase "I'm a screw up" because I think a lot of people will express humility in the "I'm 
mm-hmm. some, you know, no, no, I'm not perfect. I'm, yeah. you know, this, that, or the other. In fact, in, in our in our universe, it actually comes out as very much a victim stance. Yeah, yes. no, it, and that's what it was. And we we equate that to being humble. Yeah, and that's definitely what it was. Where now it's like being open and realizing that maybe I don't, I'm not seeing everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know the right answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, if I'm taking a step this way, maybe it's not right. And being willing to listen to other perspectives on mm-hmm. that. And then evaluating that and seeing how I feel about that and being humble enough to say, I don't agree with that. Or, okay, what are you seeing that I'm not? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the biggest difference for me. You know, yeah. and, and I see that a lot, even with some of these newer guys uh, that come in that are that same way. And it's like, wow, I was there. I was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to try and answer your question. Sure. That Gary proposed from an outside perspective. Yeah, go ahead. Because Because I've been there. I watched it, you know, as I watched the whole thing. But I, and I think that we all kind of go through it to some extent. So I think it's helpful for everybody to, but the, but the, the, the the thing that I think I remember the very, very most is this idea. And and let's be clear. You've shared your story well enough on this podcast to know where you've been. Yeah. You've had a, you've had a rough life. Yeah. I mean, by most people's standards, you've had a rough life. Um, A very traumatic life when you consider. And I think... That was a crutch for you. Yes, it for was. For the longest time, that was a crutch. And so the differences of, of the humility of, of Daniel from back then was, is, is this, uh, you know, I'm going to use this bad life that I've experienced as a crutch to now saying, yeah, but I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a different humility. It's, a, it's an entirely, uh, it's a cleaner, more pure sense of humility, this the idea beforehand was, is yeah, I'm a, and uh, how we define our story, right? I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a victim. Yeah. I'm a victim of some really bad things that have happened in my life, to now saying, yeah, but I'm a survivor of those mm-hmm. of that victim, of that of the, of those bad things that happened, and as a result of that, I can move forward. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I definitely a, used a lot of blaming yeah. back then. Oh, yeah. Everything was someone else's fault. Now it's like, all right, I take accountability, even, even if someone else, you know. For example, my ex sent me a really nasty email and, you know, instead of taking it like, oh my gosh, there it is. There she goes again. It was just like, wow, okay, I've caused enough pain that that's still lingering, even though we've been, you know, we haven't been together for two and a half years now. And, you know, that pain's still lingering there. So that's why this response is there. No point in in retaliating Mm. back, just... Keep it simple, respond, but leave the emotion out of it. Do you know the other piece of it, too? I'm, I'm, I'm reading a really fantastic book right now. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've been Good book. knee-deep in that for quite some time. But one of the interesting things that he talks about, as well as, as you know, our own counselor mm-hmm. and some of these others, is how it is that we need, we need to provide space to allow that pain to occur. Yeah. And I think that... That's also part of the entire recovery process is this realization that, look, I, yeah, okay, the recognition that, yeah, I caused that pain, but more importantly, now I need to sit with mm-hmm. you as that pain is expressed. And maybe that's exactly what's going on with your ex, even though it's in, a, in the form mm. of an email. But at some point in time, it's not just a recognition of the fact that, that we did this to our significant people in our life, but more importantly, that's going to boil out once in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, and it's okay. It's okay. I don't have to correct it. <laughs> I was world famous for correcting my wife. You know, she'd say these things that I didn't want to hear. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, no, wait, don't say those things because I didn't want to hear that. But 
but she has a right to tell her own story mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. it affected her and uh and she has a right to to express for herself uh how bad it hurt and my job then is to just simply sit and listen and be a part of that and give space for that yeah no i definitely wish i would have done that more i sure you know i i know i always gave the answer of like no that's not right or why why do you feel that way you know when i should have just said you know i'm really sorry you feel that way tell me why tell me why you're feeling that way what am i doing wrong or what's going on in your world that's causing you to believe or think that um you know i and I thought I was doing that, but I realized I wasn't doing that as well as I could have because clearly I wasn't getting the response, and it was just fueling her anger more and more and frustration with me, yeah. and and vice versa. I mean, it, it was going both ways, but um, I know a lot of it had to do with that crutch. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely was that crutch that I was holding on to. You know, I remember, speaking of humility, I remember one of the very first, one of the very first sessions I had with Shane. I remember using the phrase, well, I'm humble, I'm teachable. <laughs> and he looked at me. It's like, yeah, right. And and then posed the question, then then why do you resist trying this so much? It's like, mm, okay, I'll try. Suddenly I'm not so humble yeah. and teachable after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but something, that, something that I took away from from it is that you know there is so much about recovery that I don't or I didn't understand mm-hmm. in the beginning that I could only understand after having gone through it and done it for a while and sometimes a very long while right yeah y- you know what I mean oh, yeah. and one of my favorite comparisons is that whole Mr. Miyagi moment. It's a Mr. Miyagi moment, you know. <laughs> you know, my therapist is telling me to, you know, wax the cars or paint the fence or mm-hmm. sand the floor, and I don't understand why. Sure, yeah, and it feels it, like child labor law. Yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. But, and and the funny thing is, is that even if he wanted to explain it to me Still at the beginning, he I wouldn't get it. Yeah. it. It wouldn't make any sense. And so it's better, you know, you just need to do this. Mm-hmm. So... As I've been set kind of thinking of our sign-offs, I love the, you know, you need to have the humility, mm-hmm. okay? Then you need to be willing to do the work that's necessary, yep. which is going to require a good deal of humility. Sure. Yep. You know, and... And, and do the next right I, thing. you just got to do the next right thing, whatever it is, even yeah. if you don't understand it or you just need to do that next right thing, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, I think the messages of our sign-offs have really... Uh, they've been good for our listeners, but they've they've really been good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each one has uh, has has created an impression in my mind over the last couple of years, and it's been very very helpful. I mean, how many times have we, you know, sort of come to a, a a crossroad in our own personal life and go, you know what? I know what I need to do. I need to do the right next right thing. Yep. <laughs> Gary tells me I'm supposed to do the next right thing. All right, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm always supposed to tell you. I'll always tell you to do <laughs> the next always, right thing. And do it nine that. times out of ten. If you stop and think about it, you know exactly <laughs> you what, know it, what is. it is. Yeah. yeah, exactly true. Then you have to be humble enough to do the work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, guys, to all of our listeners, if you've been with us for a while, just on um, well, I was like gonna say on on, on, be, on on behalf of on behalf of my my fellows here, I just want to say thank you. And I'm sure yeah. 
they feel the same way. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are so grateful and humbled that that if there was something in our experience that has done you some good or prevented some evil, you know, it's it's our, been well worth it. It's been yeah. so worth so worth the effort. Um, and find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Like and subscribe and and share share our, our share episodes. our stuff. I mean, it it really has been humbling to see. When we started, you know, we had a couple of, you know, downloads because of people we knew. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, 10,000 downloads later, people around the world are listening to us, you know, seeking help in their recovery and, and listening to us. And, you know, we get emails that are really kind and gracious about the things that they've said, um, how it's helped them, how it's helped someone else they know or whatever. So it's it's great to, to hear those things. So please, please share that. It, it definitely uh, lifts our spirit and, you know, makes it so that we want to continue doing this. Yeah, I think the message of the 12th step is just that, to reach the addict who still suffers. So I think it'd be fantastic if we were twice as many downloads in half the time. Yes, yes, that would be fantastic. So like if, we, if we can hit 20,000 by the end of this year, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. So uh, with that, this is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.